If you're studying for the CISSP, CCSP, or CISM certification, you'll probably get a lot of benefit from the WANA Practice app at wanapractice.com. Hundreds of practice questions unavailable anywhere else, all in a simple interactive format, which you can access through any device with a browser. Check out the show notes for a discount code for half off the regular price. Wanna practice? Success and certification is in your hands. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Sensuous Sounds of InfoSec, where we discuss all things information, all things security, and all things information security. I'm Ben Maliso. I'm Matt Snotty. I'm Raphael Fiedler. And gentlemen, I'm going to double your fun today. We have not one, but two guests. Oh, boy. Uh, it's like I the, know, the I know. chewing gum commercial. Double your pleasure, double your fun. Now you're dating yourself. Only you and I will get that reference. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's really, really sad. Um, but yeah, no, this is going to be hard for juggling. I, You know, I, it, it's rare that we have uh, uh, almost a half dozen people on the show, and, and two of them are new arrivals. Uh, I want everyone to welcome Paul Keisted and Austin Dennis, um, lately of the Full Send Cyber podcast. Um, you both were very kind enough to host me a couple of weeks on your show. Thank you very much. Uh, and also, uh, very young new practitioners entering, uh, well, at least in Paul's case, the private sector uh, for information security. And I know we've talked a lot about old people problems in our industry. <laughs> we, we've talked about burnout. We've talked about finding new career paths and that sort of thing. Retirement. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, the trouble of managing customers, that sort of thing. I think this time I wanted to take an opportunity and talk to some young people for once, some people who are entering the field and figuring out what their journey was and uh, how it's going and, and what they expect to do and how they're progressing. Um, so I'm very glad to have both of you here. Uh, Rafti's the closest we have to a young person. Um, and <laughs> and you can already tell he's, he's over the hill. So um, thank you, gentlemen. Paul Austin, welcome very much to the show. Very glad to have you. Thanks for having us on. Glad to be here. Um, let's let's do this. Let's have both of you just give a short intro to your background and who you are and what you do. And then I want to launch into some questions because um, the, the real motivation for having you on, uh, Austin and I just started chatting after we recorded uh, your podcast, and I was fascinated by how he entered the field. Um, so uh, let's go ahead and do that. Let's just give a, a short background. Tell us who you are. Austin, go ahead. Start. Hi, so my name is Austin Dennis. I'm very young in terms of all the stuff that I've done. I've got a wife. I've got three kids. I'm only 23 years old, so we got busy immediately after I graduated high school. <laughs> um, but I, for about the first five years of our marriage, I pretty much just spent working in warehouses. And one day I just got kind of sick of that. Uh, in October of last year, pretty much just dove headfirst into learning everything I could about cybersecurity. And within about, I don't know, I guess it'd be around nine months now, I've almost gotten my bachelor's degree in cybersecurity. I've got like, you know, 15 certifications if you want to include CompTIA stackable certifications, about 10 if you don't. And I got my first job uh, about 
two months ago. I got the job, so I'm busy with that. So, All right. Outstanding on all counts except for the wife and kids part. If you would have come to our show earlier, we <laughs> could have helped you with that. We could have convinced you otherwise. But, uh, but congratulations. Way to go. Outstanding. I'm going to put a pin in that. We're going to come back to uh, your amazing progress in a very short time. Uh, but first, I want to hear from Paul. Paul, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey everyone, I'm Paul Keysted. Uh, I'm an information security manager with the Marine Corps. I've been in for about 10 years. I am not young like Austin. I'm 34. Um, in Marine Corps years, I'm probably about 50. That's young. Uh, That's young, Paul. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, same thing as Austin. I started accelerating through the bachelor's program in the past nine months. I completed the bachelor's program, about 26 certifications, including CISSP, CCSP, CISM, CISA, and all that. And I also completed the master's degree as well. Um, the reason for it is basically I'm just trying to maximize my my use of resources before I get out of the Marine Corps. So, you um, know, and, and, and you went and buried the lead for me. I was going to tease this out of you. You got a cert yesterday, didn't you, Paul? Yeah, I passed the CCSP yesterday. Outstanding. Wow. That's what I like to hear. And and what material was pivotal in you uh, passing that? Um, so I definitely used your one of practice. I used um, the one of BCCSP, the, the older version. Uh, I was going to use the more up to date version, but I just didn't have the time. Um, and yeah, yeah, I, I primarily used those two resources. Um, the rest of it was just carryover from the other certifications because during my master's program, I did a cloud security class. I have my AZ 900, my SC 900, and I took managing cloud security in my bachelor's. So all of that compiled, I, I was more than able to pass it. So. As a Marine, did you have to slow down the video so that you could actually digest the content? Was, was that a problem? <laughs> now, um, see, I was not going to make a joke about chewing crayons or anything like that. No, because no I, was, I was expecting <laughs> that, especially coming from Air, Fo Air Force folks. But, okay, all um, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's all good. Fair enough. And congratulations. Hand, so. <laughs> congratulations. Outstanding. Yeah. All right. Now, Austin, I promised I want to come back and, and drill down on your concept. Now, you said you were working. You said, hey, I want to go into cybersecurity. That looks pretty cool. And then you did. What? What the hell? How, how did that occur? Austin, what? First of all, what drew you to the topic overall? What the concept of information security? And then how did you focus your efforts and start to progress into that into that line? So it had nothing at all to do with an interest in information security, even in the slightest. So I got really sick of working in a warehouse and basically my job had a list of different schooling that they would provide for you pretty much. And I was looking through it and I was actually looking to see if they had any sort of like trade boot camp that you go through because I didn't want to do like a, a full college degree, like for four years. And so I was scrolling through and I couldn't find any of the trade stuff. I don't know if they like had recently gotten rid of it or what, but none of that was on there. But you wanted so something basic... like HVAC or electrical, something yeah, that's highly HVAC, portable, electrical. highly sought after. Yeah. Okay. So okay. I was looking for something like that. They didn't have any of it. And then my choice was basically, um, you know, distribution center management, which the goal was to get out of the distribution center and this interesting field called cybersecurity. And so I just was like, well, whatever, that sounds cool. I guess I'll just figure it out and try to learn it. And so I enrolled in a boot camp that was supposed to take seven months. 
I completed it in less than two. Uh, that was about just preparing you for like network plus security plus and CYSA plus, um, off the record. I don't really feel like, uh, that did that at all. And I've spoken to them since then and helping them try to optimize the program better to, you know, be more suited for those certifications. But then I, was I, I don't to... mean to dime out a competitor, but for the for the interest of people who may be in a similar situation, who who was the provider for that program? Uh, it, it's a program called Thankful. It's ran through Chegg. So they okay. pretty much primarily um, their whole source of people that they're getting into the program. Uh, no one's really paying for it. It's companies are providing it for employees. So gotcha. I don't gotcha. really feel that bad about, you know, saying for someone to go through it because they're not paying for it. A company's paying for it for them to go through the it. Price is right. it is a, it's a nice entry into it and just to kind of learn what stuff is. Okay. You know, I, I knew of the existence of an IP address before it. I didn't know anything, you know, other than that, really, though, when it comes to a lot of this stuff. So, And I, I got to ask, you said that you contacted them afterwards. They were amenable to your suggestions in, in improving the, the program. Yeah, they've had a lot of the marketing team reach out to me and, you know, just, you know, asking for opinions on stuff. And I recently, like within the last couple of weeks, I've sent them a ton of information just about, you know, things that I think they should be doing, like providing vouchers to students that are going through this program when it comes, like when you just factor out how much they're charging the company to put people through it, it's pretty reasonable to provide, you know, vouchers. Um, just talked about the mentorship a little bit and just overall the material that's covered in it. So outstanding, yeah. outstanding, good for them and good for you. That, that's yes. excellent. All right. So, so then, so you stumble across this, you said, this gets me out of the warehouse. Yeah. I'm going to go try this out. You did this, you did this two month, you did a seven month program in two months. Yeah. So I completed that program. I didn't get any of the certifications yet because, you know, I was in a place where I didn't really feel like I knew any of the information in it. But I was spending a lot of time on try hack me and basically just learning as much as I could using the, you know, that platform and became really interested in penetration testing. And I re I started working again on a remote role with a company that I worked for before. And I was just talking to my boss on the phone when I come in, they were basically wanting me to do just like remote administrative assistant work for them, take care of their invoices. And, and this is concurrent with your full-time warehouse job. Yes. Yes, okay. at the okay. same time. So I okay. took that and I was just having a conversation with him about how I've been studying cybersecurity and, you know, it's really cool. And I was explaining to him basically about how it isn't just about defending. You know, sometimes you have people that are actually trying to hack into your systems and show you where the vulnerabilities are and things like that. And he just sounded intrigued by it. And so he was like, hey, why don't you try to hack into our FTP servers and our website? I'm like, okay, whatever, <laughs> you know, so. Oh, boy. Let me do it. Austin, um, Austin. Just for future reference, get that in writing. Yes. <laughs> oh, no, it's in writing. Okay, good, good, yeah. good. Okay. All right. No, it's, all right. it's all there. Carry on, so. carry on. All right. So, yeah, we, so we, we did all that. Um, I was actually able to find a couple different vulnerabilities for him. So I didn't feel like it was just like I had no ability to do it at all. And I was like, oh, I didn't find anything. No, I actually did find stuff uh, and they were able to get it fixed. So uh, cool stuff there. But, you know, I was still having a hard time just applying to jobs. I wasn't really getting seen. And I felt like um, I was missing 
a degree was mainly all the jobs around me were asking for a degree. Now you were already and, reluctant to go get a bachelor's. What yes. was your reluct what was your reluctance other than cost? Was it the commitment, the time of engagement? What what was it? I didn't want to spend four years basically restarting everything. You That's know, you. I'd already been working in, you know, professional environment. You know, it, it was a warehouse, but I mean it's still you're working as, you know, an individual. You're a grown up. Yeah, you I didn't go back wanna, to school. Yes, five years in, I didn't want to restart and just, you know, go get a degree. So I found out about Western Governors University that is a competency based degree and that you can move at your own pace. And the way that they're set up is that you pay by the term rather than paying, you know, for a full four years. And you can complete as much material as you can in that one term and you have the opportunity to do it. So where I. Did you, where am, did you hear about them? Um, different places on LinkedIn. I heard it pop up. There were a couple advertisements that, you know, I saw a couple points and I personally knew a guy, um, that I met through the boot camp that I did that he went and got his master's through WGU. Okay. So I was interested in obtaining like a few of the certifications that were offered in that program that they give you in addition to just the bachelor's degree in general or prepare you for to go take the test. And I was just kind of doing the math and it was like, you know, all these certifications, if I can complete the term in one six month period, then it's actually worth it. You know, like I'm saving myself money by getting all these certifications and I get a bachelor's degree on top of it. And, you know, I talked to a couple different people and they were pretty much just like, you know, there's no chance that you're going to be able to do all of that. Those certifications are really hard and I didn't do it in six months. I'm pretty much done in five. You know, so I've, I've obtained 10 different certifications. Like I said, um, all of those were done through WGU other than the free one that I did, which was CC certified in cybersecurity. I pretty much just said that as a precursor to when I got security plus just to Austin, you know, warm up on it. You're not the sort of person that counts, uh, the individual threads in a rug as you're walking over it. You're. You, you don't have, you know, a bug collection that you've memorized and given personal names to. You, you're not a, you, you're not a savant of any kind, right? You just yeah. you just took to the material and it was just engaging for you and it was just something you wanted or what? I just did it. I mean, I honestly, I don't know what to tell you. I literally when I signed up for that cybersecurity boot camp, it was just like when I started it on October 1st, it's just like, all right, I guess I'm doing cybersecurity now. And here I am, you know, so. <laughs> Since since going through the degree, I got a job. I work now as a technology supervisor for a school. Uh, it's actually not a school. It's called an educational service center that we have employees going out to eight different schools all around the county that I'm in. And I'm basically there ensuring the proper functionality, one, and the security. You know, I met with my boss recently, and he pretty much just gave me full range to do literally any security project that I want. You know, so I'm going to be doing pen testing. I'm going to be setting up um, a sim you know, for them. This is the fantasy job for most people that want to enter the field. Oh, I, yeah. I just want to point that out. Okay. You, you've, you've got the world by the ear right now. Oh, yeah. Now, I recognized it when he was telling me about it. Austin, do you feel at all any guilt about leaving your former warehouse employer after they gave you the opportunity to train yourself up? No, because they didn't have any. They So they offered for me to move to I, I used to work for walmart they offered to move me to bentonville in arkansas and basically work there 
and I had no desire to do that. I was already living in Illinois and we wanted to be closer to family. And so we were already preparing to move back to Ohio. They told me about that. And I was like, eh, I'm already planning on moving away. So I didn't do that. They were completely fine with it. Um, my last day at the warehouse actually ended up being one day earlier than I initially planned. I just showed up half of the shift came in like two hours late. We were going to have a really bad day. And I just kind of walked into my manager's office and was like, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't feel like doing this anymore. He's like, yeah, I understand. And we just walked out together and that was it. So <laughs> good for you. Yeah. All right. Um, we're going to come back to you, Austin. I, I, I don't want uh, to feel Paul. I, I don't want Paul to feel too denigrated for being a jarhead. So uh, let, <laughs> let's throw him. Let's throw him a couple cookies here. Um, Paul, Paul, uh, go ahead. Tell us, how did they let you near a computer? And um, your employer also has some educational benefits, which I love the fact that you're exploiting it and making the most of those. I, I can't stand seeing kids in the military who don't take full advantage of all the educational opportunities. Uh, give us a little bit about your background, where you're from, how you got in, what you're doing, and how you did it. So before I joined, I was working three part-time jobs, struggling. Um, got a job at Pepsi, and one day just decided, hey, I'm done. I'm going to join the Marine Corps. Literally quit that day, took my computer to my boss because I was a sales rep, joined the Marine Corps. Um, Started off doing like mostly physical security type stuff in the Marine Corps. Uh, after that, uh, fast forward a little bit, skip over, you know, the help desk type experience. Um, I ended up at first network battalion and I helped stand up the first ever network battalion for the Marine Corps. And yeah, we had over 60,000 users across seven base posts and stations on the entire Western region. And I, as a sergeant, I kind of got pushed into this like Swiss army knife role of leadership of like, Hey, like this section needs help, like do this, like, Hey, virtualization, like needs someone, but at the same time, managing personnel, building lab environments, um, working with contractors, civilians and all that. And then, uh, I went on, I, uh, helped stand up a de deployed support section. Um, I I've honestly been just like, all over the place. Um, I've been exposed to quite a bit. Uh, and then now fast forward to where I'm at now. Um, I don't know if you understand the value of that experience, the being exposed to all the multiple different disciplines. First of all, it gives you a greater depth as a practitioner, but as a human being, it gives you a greater range of like, oh, hey, I like this. I don't like that. And we were just talking about this in our last episode of, you know, people who spend 30 years in this industry figuring out what it is they want to be and what they want to do. That is huge. You you have been, both you and Austin have been given the keys to the kingdom, man. That is, that is phenomenal. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very fortunate as like where I've ended up. And now I'm, I'm focusing more on like personnel security, like uh, personnel security, uh, policy, things like that. I'm in a much smaller unit now as a security program manager, but like I am the center of gravity on a lot of things and we have a lot of personnel turnover and I've been the one constant. So there's a lot of things that like end up on me, which is great. And I love it. Um, and then uh, I have a skill bridge lined up with Black Hills information security. Um, and I'm going to be going through uh, their skill bridge, being a SOC analyst with them. And I'm, I'm hoping to either work for them or, 
or move in with another company, like using some of my background. Cause, uh, I've kind of stayed at the strategic level for the most part because of being thrown around so much. Um, but WGU definitely helped, uh, help fill in a lot of those gaps, but to hit on the education piece, I used my military tuition assistance, uh, to pay for my bachelor's. I used it to pay for the majority of my master's degree. I used my Pell Grant as well. And then I've used probably over, I would say over $5,000 in cool vouchers for different certifications, CISP, CSM, CSA, like all of them. And I go to like, uh, graduations for some of our courses that we have here on base. And I talk to like the Marines in our field to like, cause I want them to at least know it exists. Like I want them to be informed that it exists. If they choose not to use it, then that's, that's on them. But, but you'll see me so, post about it a lot. Yeah. Sometimes the most maddening thing is to know the scholarship dollars are available. The grant money is available and it's not being utilized because no one goes and asks for it. Yeah. And, and and I, I love the fact that you're advocating for that and, and get your troops as much knowledge as they want or care to hear. And whether they avail themselves or not, you've done the right thing. That is fantastic. Outstanding. Outstanding. You got a TSSCI clearance? Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. Yep. You can be at Black Hills. You can be anywhere. There's going to be plenty of people who want to recruit you and, and put you right into pipelines for stuff. So you'll you'll be the bell of the ball my friend you're you're, you're gonna do okay i'm super excited it, it can't come soon enough i'm about i'm about exactly a year away i really i really can't wait to get out now do you want to be a sock analyst because i gotta ask of, of all the things that you saw um you know i'm just i am I'm, I'm curious to find out what your interests are and 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 what you think your career path wants to be so I, I honestly kind of see it going two ways. Um, and, and the reason I'll explain first why I chose uh, the SOC analyst skill bridge. A lot of skill bridge offer either a combination of two things or three things on the job training, certifications and education and networking. I've networked quite a bit on LinkedIn. I really, there's really not any certifications that I want that I don't already have. So really, and I've already been exposed to a lot, like we talked about. So really the only th benefit that I could have is being exposed to a healthy culture in, in a place like Black Hills InfoSec and get my hands dirty for six months. And kind of like, honestly, for me, that would be like me decompressing. Um, so I'm gonna be, it's not gonna be strictly as a SOC analyst, but I'm gonna be working with different people, working different shifts, getting exposed to different problem sets and, and all that. But where do I want to end up? Honestly, I want to end up in some kind of strategic leader position within the next five years ish, give or take. Um, or I just, or I want to. You're not going to have any problem with that. I mean, I, I, I mean, <laughs> honestly, you know, and Matt and Rafi will back me up here. The minute you show the aptitude and the capacity, you're going to be thrown so much responsibility, you're not going to know what to do with it. Just because not everybody wants to do that gig, right? Gentlemen? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. There's, there, there's a, there, there, there's a serious need for people with these types of qualifications and this type of a background. So, yeah, I, I don't think there'd be any problem. The, the, the biggest problem you're going to have is deciding which of the six figure offers is being thrown at you as the best one to suit you. Well, I look forward and to as that an, problem. As an NCO, <laughs> you've already been in a management position, and that is so desirable to our field. It, it's insane, as a matter of fact. Yeah, it's um, so, it's crazy how technical people really don't like managing people. But the odd <laughs> part is, is like at first network battalion, like that place did so much for me. I I love technical people. 
Like I, I, I love technical people so much. I love working with them. I love learning from them. Like I, it's one of the reasons why I can't wait to like be on the other side of this. So yeah, it's great. Well, yeah, one of the things that we say a lot on this show is one of the hardest skills to find in someone in our industry is someone who can speak geek and talk the language of nerds and also speak normal person and explain it to CEOs, to, to civilians, to people who are not in the field. If you can bridge that gap, yeah, you've got a, a, a huge future ahead of you. Yeah, one thing I, uh, for the military folks, one thing that I talk to people about is like right now, like I'm talking to like my battalion, uh, like commanding officer, my battalion executive officer. Right now, the the strategic business objective is is lethality, right? And combat readiness. When I get out, I just have to shift that to like profitability. Profit. Yeah. <laughs> I just, all I have to do is preferably it, not lethality. Preferably. Yeah. Hey, maybe, maybe in the right place. You we, know what I mean? We just we just <laughs> prefer that our goods and services don't kill the customers. If if at all possible. If at all possible. If you can restrain yourself. Yeah. We'll, we'll try to hold that one back. <laughs> That's fantastic. That is absolutely fantastic. Now I have a quick Austin. question for you. No, please no. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How? So you, you two, Austin uh, and Paul, you have a, a podcast together. How did you all meet up, and 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 why are you, are the two of you with such differing backgrounds paired up on on a podcast? Well, we share the common similarity of blitzing Western Governors Universities bachelor's in science in cybersecurity and information assurance. So. Paul started the program, I think, five, four or five months before I did. I think it's five. You started, started November, in November. Right? Yeah, so that's five where, months. That's before. where you met was WGU? Well, LinkedIn. On LinkedIn. Yeah. Okay. So talking about WGU and everything, I got into contact with him, I think, probably sometime in January or February. Um, you know, he just reached out and was like, hey, I'm going through this program. I'm, you know, probably going to finish in around six months or so. Let me know if you need anything. And I was like, that's cool, because I'm also planning on doing it in six months, you know. But, um, yeah, so we just kind of talked about it. And, you know, really, I think that the thing is there's a lot of people that just kind of look at us and see the different certifications that we get. And there's two different responses. Um, either, one, you guys are insane. You know, I don't understand how that's possible. Or, two, there's a lot of people that are just like, well, you know, you're getting those certifications, but you really know anything, you know, or are you just like cramming all this knowledge in and not understanding anything? And I think that both of us, you know, just talking, you know, I don't pretend to be like an expert in anything at all, especially just with my limited time that I've even been doing this stuff. But I think that we've both just come up with a pretty good method to learning about, you know, the different material and just being able to apply it. Um, we both really value when you're studying for a certification or something, um, learning concepts over learning trivia, you know, and not just yep. trying to memorize answers to questions and things like that. And so we pretty much just talked about that. Hence, the, and, you know, basically being able to learn this stuff and being able to learn it quickly and efficiently, hence the name full send cyber and basically just go for it. You know, um, that's what our first episodes have been about and stuff. We're slowly transitioning into just, you know, talking more technical things and, um, different policies and procedures. Uh, I think the next episode that we're going to be working on is basically, you know, about how getting into cybersecurity IT is a lot more about, um, 
you know, a combination of many things, not one, you know, like there's no magic certification that you're going to obtain and get a job. There's no magic degree that you're going to get or no magic skill set. You know, in today's very competitive job market, you need to have a combination of those things. And, you know, I don't know how it worked 20 years ago, but today when you've got thousands, like tens of thousands of people that were laid off from Facebook, Amazon, Google, and others, skilled, experienced professionals are also looking for jobs. And then you've got people that are newer and coming in with a lack of experience. I mean, who's going to get hired? Honestly, it's the people that have had the previous experience. So people that are looking to just get into this industry for the first time, you can't just go get your security plus and then think you're going to land a SOC analyst job. And I'm sorry, it just doesn't work that way. Okay. You know? Austin, I got to vector you back a little bit. Yeah. I loved Matt's question. How'd you guys decide to do a podcast and uh, why? Yeah, we'll just share okay. that information, I think. Okay. You know, Paul well, can speak to that. His, yeah, his more his I, I can answer that. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I think I asked you, Austin, I was like, hey, let's do a podcast. Yeah. Um, really, all it was for me was, so the certifications are a lot more, they're a lot more doable than what people think. Like, yes. like people build up these certifications, some of them, to be like this giant like mountain that like can't be conquered. And, and, and I think a lot of people do that to try to make their achievement more valuable, but I think that's a mistake. I think giving an accurate portrayal of what the certifications are actually like is, is more honest. Um, and like, I noticed that Austin like kind of had the same mindset as me, like, like, even though we have two different, um, experience sets, like him being more entry level and then me, you know, being like exposed to a lot in the Marine Corps, like our two personalities, we have similar mindsets, different backgrounds. I, I thought it would be good sense, it would make sense to document our conversations and talk things out. And I figured it would add a lot of value to other people and allow us to demonstrate like what we know, what we're doing and you know what I mean? And help some people along the way. Um, and one of the slogans I came up with is like mindset matters, like giving people confidence to do that um and then like what austin was talking about with the podcast coming up is we're going to talk a lot about like how getting a role in cybersecurity is a lot more of a holistic approach it's not like oh hey you have your cysa plus you're going to become a SOC analyst um because i think we all know that cysa plus does not make you a SOC analyst at all mm -hmm. gives you fundamentals but that's about it now i agree with you to a large extent that people cloud their own judgment in approaching test taking. But I'm also gonna give the lie to, I think, um, the, the fundamental premise that you're coming from. And, and Matt and I have discussed this many, many times. I think you and Austin are like Matt and me, and I don't know about Rafti, but whatever, he's a, he's a strange duck, he's from Europe. Um, <laughs> in that we take tests well, we're good at testing which is in and of itself a characteristic or a trait or a strength. Um, that I, I, I got another message today from somebody who's failed one of the cert exams and there's looking for help. There are people who reach out to Wanabia all the time because they failed twice or more. And it's not simply because they have the wrong mindset. It's not simply because they failed to study. It's because they're not good test takers. And um, they're, they're there is a challenge to these exams. They are not simple, but you're right. They are built up beyond where they should be. 
and we should look at them more pragmatically. So I can see the yes and the no there. Okay. Uh, Matt, Matt. I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, Ben and I uh, both know people that uh, are not good test takers and that doesn't mean that they're not perfectly qualified, amazing uh, practitioners, but they just can't <laughs> sit down for a three hour test, especially the big ones like the CCSP, CISSP, stuff like that. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben has said many times that, uh, you know, passing an, an exam only means that you uh, 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 knew how to pass the exam. That's really all, all really, it's really testing you on. <laughs> it's not I, whether you're, you're going to be a SOC analyst or a cybersecurity practitioner or professional or anything like that. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what our equation is kind of drawing out that we try to, that we're really going to try to push. That I think, you know, when when they look at us, like what Paul and I are known for is earning a lot of certifications, you know, I mean, that's that's what people see, you know, I'll make a post on LinkedIn about something technical and 10 people will see it. And then I'll make a certification saying that, you know, just a couple of days ago, I just passed my pen test plus certification, 400 likes in the blink of an eye, you know, and it's just people know us for that. And then they see us, you know, earning jobs and different things like that. And I think there's like there's this weird equation that people have set up that's basically like certification equals job. That's not how it works, though. And, and I like and so, I like what you said, Austin, about the two different reactions, mm -hmm. uh, because because even I, as you know, someone who who tries to help people prepare for certs, even I realize that there are paper warriors out there. People who mm -hmm. just chase certs all the time. Yeah. Um, that they don't understand the practice itself. They don't understand the technology itself. Um, and they're going to end up doing themselves more harm than good yes. and, and potentially their clients more harm than good. Um, so I do understand the perspective of don't keep racking up the certs for certs sake. Mm -hmm. um, or if, if you, you do, don't put them on your resume. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, you, you don't want to just be a cert hunter. Yeah. Uh, on the, on the other hand, it doesn't have to hurt those things in your back pocket, and you can customize your resume for whatever job you want to apply for yeah. and add the certs that are applicable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, the phrase, th there used to be a certification called an MCSE, Microsoft Certified Systems Engineer. It's a certification I got years ago. It was a big one. It took like seven exams you had to pass to get it. And the, the phrase back in the 90s was paper MCSE, which was somebody who just did all the brain dumps, who crammed for it, got all the all the things and then got the certification and then went out into the workforce and saying, you know, I'm an MCSE. And you knew within minutes of talking to someone, whether mm -hmm. they were a paper MCSE or a true MCSE. And it's the same thing with the current uh, certifications as well. So yeah, yeah. as someone who has set on uh, interview panels and um, consulted with companies to hire technology and, and security uh, individuals for, for organizations, um, I can tell you that if I see a resume in front of me that lists 20 certifications and a year of actual experience, <laughs> I'm going to start hammering them really hard <laughs> to see what mm -hmm. do you actually know and what can you actually do? What can you bring to the table with this organization? Because if all you can do is take tests, well, guess what? We're not testing you <laughs> as a part of your yeah. job. <laughs> so I would say too, uh, Matt, that uh, I recently interviewed for a consulting position that I, it's not going to be for another year because I don't get out for another year. And the, the lady I was speaking to from HR, she pointed out my progression. Mm -hmm. 
she was like, honestly, she's like, out of all the things I'm impressed with, it's your progression. Mm -hmm. Like, she was like, you've gone through all the roles that we're looking for, for someone who's going to be doing auditing and consulting. Yeah. Like you've been exposed to like the breadth of everything. Yep. She didn't give a shit about like, yes, I checked all the boxes for the certifications, but she was more impressed with my progression than anything. Did my certifications reinforce that? I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure they exactly. Did. Yeah, that, that, which is what you want the certifications for. You want for them to yes. prove that you 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 can do the job, not that you can take tests. You know, every yeah. week for a year. <laughs> you want the certification to be the keyword algorithm catcher for when you submit your resume to the position. That's literally what it's for. Because mm -hmm. HR has come up with this stupid formula that says, "Here's this keyword." This has to be for this position. Now, yep. once you get into the interview process, once you get to be reviewed, that's where all the strengths of your actual background and capabilities come into play. Yep. Um, yep. So, yeah, yeah, very good call. One very of the good call. Craziest things that's come out of HR in the last, I don't know, five or ten years is is stupid things like saying uh, we want a, a help desk uh, individual who 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 has to have a CISSP. That, I mean, and, that's and, and, and we're paying 40 grand a year. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh -huh. And that's a real uh -huh. job position that has happened not just once, but hundreds of times. They, they, they want the ISSP for someone to, to be tier one help desk. Uh, no, <laughs> but, but, but you can't tell HR that that's not and that's, uh, that's a, entire, a realistic thing. That's entirely why ISC Squared created the CC cert. Yeah. It yeah. is supposed to be the entry level basic, you know, uh, this is this is a kid right out of school, and and, yeah. and good. I hope that takes on. I hope HR catches a clue. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Is I hope you know HR is catching up slowly, but in the meantime, yeah, you have to have to be able to get past the uh, the AI filtering algorithm that HR uses. You've got to have you know those letters in there. So, uh, am I advocating lying on your resume? Absolutely not. <laughs> am I advocating for uh, fudging uh, if you have to to get past an automated filter? Eh, yeah, I can see the value in that. <laughs> yeah, put uh, training for CSSP. <laughs> Rafti, you've been largely silent. Are you intimidated by these young people snapping at your heels with all this credibility and all these certs? You certless, you certless fuzzy Australian. But he's also a CEO. He's also, he also runs. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Those are the most important letters after your name. <laughs> and I have some ISO certs as well, um, and whatever. But um, no, super interesting for me. I I I like the progression as well, and I feel like I don't I don't understand the um, how like Marine Corps stuff works, but it sounds great that you have the opportunity to do that and that you had the the possibility to learn. And as you said, like for like earlier as well. In regards to taking up uh, responsibilities, we basically last time had an episode all about like how to avoid stepping up into responsibilities because uh, as we like had a whole episode, um, people some people just don't like it. Um, not and everybody it's wants great. to be a manager. Yeah. In the Marine Corps, you don't really And not everybody has the disposition <laughs> to be a manager either. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, yeah. So even though I, I understand and I see what Austin has been saying with all the layoffs and uh, that there is such like so much talent out there, I guess uh, even with those people, um, what they want um, necessarily out of their next job might be different than yeah. what you want, um, especially if you are like chasing a managing position. And if you can bridge that gap, 
um, this is still something like that's almost people who and maybe uh, they it has to be an origin story like yours, Austin, um, where you started off where, where at a place where you just like did not know what cybersecurity is. Mm -hmm. um, so you came with all the people skills and then you learned all the technical stuff. And I don't I don't exactly know, Paul, I, I can't recall how you got into this, but you seem to have the same combination as well. So this is great, you know, and, and this combination still is rare. So, yeah. And I think we keep saying we've been saying that for 30 years. The people skills, the the business skills are as important, if not more important than the techie skills. Uh, and I'm a living example of that. I, I can't do technical stuff to save my life. And, and Matt will be the first to say it. Um, all right. Gentlemen, there is a thing that we do to guests. And we haven't done it for a while because we haven't had uh, such technical guests in a while. But I'm going to do it to you. And I get the feeling you two are going to shame the rest of us and all our previous guests. What we've been doing to otherwise technical people is going through the glossary of the what is it uh, security plus uh terms oh boy giving them the acronyms and asking them what those acronyms stand for i'm just going to give you marine corps acronyms instead okay that's fair <laughs> that's totally fair <laughs> and nothing less than expected uh and we'll go we'll go around in a circle um and if 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 someone can't get it, it'll go to the next person and the next one and the next one until we get it. We'll see. We'll see who scores the most points, the old people, or the young people. Okay, here we go. All right. Um, Let me get my pocket prep out. I have the list in front of me. <laughs> Let me uh, get my pocket prep out. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's start with you, Austin. This is kind of a tough one. Uh, in the context of our field, what does EOL stand for? Device. Oscar. Oh, very good. One point, Austin. <laughs> didn't even pause. Didn't he's, even pretend that that was difficult. He's, right. he, Austin is the speed runner. You know, he's the guy uh -huh. who makes the YouTube video of, of beating Mario Kart in three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt, this one's for you. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> ESP. And yes, it has to be the context of our field, not extrasensory perception, you Ghostbusters dork esp uh i don't think i know that one rafti how about you no clue paul paul take a stab encapsulation at it. security payload outstanding outstanding and say it again i've never heard this encapsulating oh, encapsulating oh, security oh, payload right 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 yeah and, the, and okay yep part, part of the the t uh, packets, the, uh yeah. ip packets IP sec, yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Very good. All right. That, right. Right. Oh yeah. Of course. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Both of you have points. None of I'm, us have points. I'm joking. All right, Rafty. This one's for you. You ready? Okay. Uh, these suck. Oh God, these suck. These are horrible. Don't you have like CD-ROM or RAM or ROM or something? Oh, like yeah, that? Oh yeah, we have all those, but <laughs> I, I just. The amount of dumb ones compared to ones that are actually used are just, yeah. it's insane. <laughs> um, so, so I'll go ahead. I'll give you one of those really dumb ones. Here we go. F-I-M, Foxtrot, India, Mike. Wait, hold on, Paul. <laughs> let Rafti fail first. Oh, <laughs> uh. I think we're at time amount. I don't think you know. Yeah, that. yeah. okay. Sorry. All okay. right, Paul. What is it? Federated identity management. Federated. Okay. You know what? 
you know what? I'm going to give you a point for that, but that is not what Comp T is looking for. Austin, do you have any idea? I have no idea. I'm on Team ISC, so uh, Matt. If it's not federated, I don't. I I don't know. File integrity monitoring. Okay. Okay. Matt. Matt. In 30 years in the field, have you ever used the abbreviation FIM? Not a once. Not a once. Never. (laughs) In any context. Garbage. (laughs) So I'm giving. I'm giving Paul an extra point for a better one. Okay. There we go. All right. Now. Now, Paul, it's your actual turn. Um. Let's see. You're going to give me a hard one. I already know. <laughs> a hard one? Do you yeah, want to give me a hard one? I'm not going to give you one of these stupid ones. I'm going to give you an actual one. This one's actually used in our field every now and then. HMAC. Oh, man. Why? Why can't I remember this? Because it's obscure. It's not used a lot, but it does exist. Austin. Hashing, hashing message, messaging authentication. I yes. don't. You got I the point. The last word. You got, you got yeah. the point. I forget it, the point. whether it's credential or or code. They say code. 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 Now okay. they say they say hashed based message authentication code. I've never heard it called that. I've heard hashed message authentication code. Matt, you've yeah. Heard, luckily, they spell it out on the actual test. So yes, <laughs> I don't exactly. know if any of you have noticed that, but yeah. on the actual test, they actually spell all of them out. You don't have to memorize them. You still get a point for that. That's three points for Paul, none for Matt and Rafty, and one for Austin. <laughs> all right, Austin, I'm gonna give you. Oh, this one's kind of. Hope the prize is a box of crayons, Ben. <laughs> yes, it will be. As a matter of fact, <laughs> this one's tough, but it does exist. K-E-K, often referred to in our field as a keck. Mm. Little more obscure. Key something. Yes. You're yes? I'm not I'll give you half a point. Matt, can you name it? Oh I don't know. Key encrypting Kerberos, I don't know. I'll give you I'll give you the rest of the half a point there. Key encryption key. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. You know yeah, what? Yeah, I was yeah. thinking that, but I was like, there's no way it's that. But How dumb course, is that? Yes. And of that's, course it's that. that's our taxonomy. <laughs> that, that's actually not CompTIA's fault. It's just the fact that we as an industry suck at this. That's so yeah. dumb. That's all right. All right. Matt, you've got your first uh, half a point. That's Ooh. pretty good. You're on the scoreboard anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but- Something. Like with um, those with those like shortened stuff, like how like it's just an ST away from kext, you know, which would be you know, extension. Okay. What? Okay. okay. Yes. 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 Okay. <laughs> no, that's maybe more into the program. But if it would have come to me, I would be like extension but okay. whatever oh. now i'm just gonna i'm gonna give matt one here that is impossible because it is ridiculous it does not exist but it only exists in CompTIA's security plus glossary here we go mfp multifunction printer how'd you do that multifunction is it does it mean that it's also a scanner? Yeah, what yeah, does it yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's in security yeah. plus. Yeah. yeah. That's like an A plus that? question. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's A plus. Okay. Yeah, all right. 
Damn. No, it's no, just carryover because I mean, they say you have to know A plus to take security plus. So yeah, I po- mean anyway. point point and a half, Matt. Okay. All right. Wow. All right, Rafi. Uh okay. MD five. MD five. Okay. I, I this feels like something I should know. Maybe. But I, <laughs> I I I I feel sorry for everybody else. I think Paul is getting another point. <laughs> Paul, message, Paul? yeah. Message digest five. Correct, correct. It's a hashing algorithm. Uh, yeah. uh, one that's oh yeah, deprecated. Yeah, I'm yeah, surprised yeah. you didn't know it because I know you've done a lot of encryption and hashing stuff for your payment uh, methodology. Well, uh, Paul's the clear winner um, with with Austin in second place and Matt just not holding up our end. Um, Send me my address for that box of crayons, Ben. You got it. You got it. Expect it any time now. Gentlemen, I want to thank you very much for being on the show. I want to thank you for showing the world, showing our audience in particular, that it can be done, that you can step into this field if you have determination, if you have talent, and um, you stick at it. You can be successful. I want to ask you each, is there anything you want to leave our three listeners with as a kind of of word or message? Um, Go ahead, Austin. Is there anything you want to say? Um, Well, excluding self-promotion of the Full Send Cyber Podcast, that would be one thing I'd like to say. Do that. No, that's the Uh, whole reason you go on somebody else's podcast. Promote your own. Check us out over on uh, Full Send Cyber. We're on YouTube for our podcast. We might look into some other platforms in the future to also post it. But right now, just trying to get one central location. But Full Send Cyber on YouTube. Uh, We have conversations between me and Paul talking about different things and just, you know, giving you an insight into our mindset about, you know, conquering these different things and moving forward. But other than that, I would just say, you know, don't put all of your weight onto just getting certifications. We kind of brought that up a couple of times in this worry about many more things. Getting into this industry is a combination of a lot of different factors. If you put all of your money into one basket, you're just going to be uh, very much overweight in one area and have literally nothing in the others. So uh, don't just stack certifications. Don't just stack degrees. Uh, don't just only worry about skills and never apply to any of these other things because you might have a hard time getting past the HR filter. You know, so there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. Just try to come with a more well-rounded approach and don't let anybody tell you that it's impossible because it's just not. Outstanding. Paul, any last words from you? Um, well, Austin said about at least a third of what I uh, what I was going to say. Um, but definitely look, look me up on LinkedIn. Uh, more than happy to help anyone, especially veterans and Marines um our active duty um like austin said don't put all your weight in one basket um and definitely definitely the one thing i think a lot of people underestimate is daily consistent progress Mm -hmm. if you can do a half hour to an hour a day of anything anything related to your goals that's moving you forward and as long as if you're targeted about what you're doing you will get there compound interest adds up very very fast um other than that just uh look me up on linkedin and i really appreciate you having me on ben outstanding it's great to meet the rest of you oh 
uh, Matt, Rofty, anything you want to wind up with after talking to these fellas? I just want to say that if anyone is in the market for the domain name foolsandcyber.com, Rofty has bought it. And <laughs> F-O-O-L-S-E-N-D. <laughs> Which but, actually does sound like a cool name for a consultancy, honestly. Yeah. I'll, I'll be fourth right there. Yeah. Um, and the reason the reason for it of course was because i misheard uh when ben was saying your podcast name the first time full send <laughs> cyber i'm sorry if now all your listeners we're going to put <laughs> yeah. the link in the show notes you just have to click on it click on it you don't have to know it that's okay that's okay yeah, that's great all but, right uh, yeah no, th i mean the last thing i wanted to say was uh both these guys come from different backgrounds but obviously they were both very motivated um austin in particular being as young as he is having a family, having kids, you know, uh, coming out of a warehouse job, obviously very motivated uh, to, to to go into, you know, anything to get him out of the warehouse. And it just it sounds like he just kind of happened to land on cybersecurity. But, hey, it's working out for you and, and all the yeah. best to you. Uh, Paul, same for you. I mean, coming out of the Marine Corps uh, with all the experience and, and being able to tap into all those opportunities that you had, I think it's just a fantastic use of your resources and the things that were uh, available to you. I wish you guys both the best of luck, both with uh, uh, your future endeavors and with the podcast. Thank you. Rafti, anything else? Nothing. All right. Thank you All for right. being here. And <laughs> All right. Uh, until next time, I'm Ben Maliso. And I'm Matt Snotty. I'm Rafael Fiedler. Join us again next week for another episode of The Sensuous Sounds of InfoSec. Hey there, listener. Matt here. If you like listening to Ben, Robin, Rofty, Joey, or myself, please consider supporting us at buymeacoffee.com slash securitized. Interested in training for CISSP, CCSP, CISM, SSCP, CCSK, boy, that's a lot of letters, or other InfoSec certifications, Go to Ben's website for all his training programs at wannabeacissp.com. That's spelled W-A-N-N-A-B-E-A-C-I-S-S-P.com. We are on Discord. Engage with us by searching for the channel wannabeacissp. Feedback or questions on what we discuss? Send a good old-fashioned email to Ben at benmaliso.com. You may hear a shout-out or your feedback on a future show. We're all working professionals in the InfoSec industry, so feel free to link up with us on LinkedIn. Support Rofty's company and test drive their free firewall software called Portmaster, downloadable at their website, safing.io, spelled S-A-F-I-N-G dot I-O. Support Joey's company, Blue Edge Networks, at blueedgenetworks.com, and listen to Joey's podcast called Topic of Choice at topicofchoice.com. Join us on Reddit at slash r slash ssoi underscore fans. All opinions expressed in this podcast are personal and for entertainment purposes only. They do not necessarily reflect the opinions of our companies, affiliates, employers, guests, or even each other. No advice given here should be followed without consulting with a professional for any specific InfoSec situation you may experience.